0: Hey everyone, back with another one, not in the basement this time, I am recording from the living room, so I have a little bit of sunlight, I feel a little more human. I feel good, good weather in DC, it's May, so it's not ridiculously humid out here, it's chill, it's warm, DC's money until about like mid-July, then it's absolutely unbearable to be here, it's super hot, super humid, ridiculous, so I feel like I'm in the sweet spot for weather. And I'm feeling good because I feel like I've got some things accomplished pretty recently. Just got back from Boston. Flew out last Thursday, was it? Came back on Saturday for some work. It was a really good time. The weather was terrible when I got there, but it lightened up. I flew down to do some, flew up, not down. I'm in D.C. Regardless, I flew up to do some work for the Boston Ujima Project. So I got there a couple of days early to just chill and get acclimated. Um, when I got there, I stayed in the South End. If you've never been to Boston and you're looking for a centralized neighborhood to see a lot and do a lot, I would highly recommend staying in the South End. I stayed at the Revolution Hotel. Um, it's, I like it. It's one of those European New York style hotels where the rooms are like tiny. There's communal bathrooms. I didn't do that. I did the room with its own bathroom. But if you do like a regular room, you share a bathroom, like a hostel, and the room's really small. But there's a co-working space in it. Um, Was it not a a Mexican restaurant is in it? It's, it's, It's good. However, the room I had this time, the toilet was actually in the shower, which I didn't know was a real thing. I know in Europe they may do that. I didn't know they did that over here. So the toilet is actually in the shower, which... Call me weird. Kind of gross. So if you use the bathroom, you use, you, you get what I'm saying. When you would shower, the water would get on the toilet. It wasn't the best experience I've ever had. But it, the room was already booked. There was really nothing I could do at that point. But moving forward, I probably won't be going that route. Either way, still had a good time in the south end. It's a great neighborhood. It's very pretty. They have random stuff like random. Boston's really green. So random green areas, tulip gardens. It's really cool. There's really good places to eat down there. I spent some time at the Beehive to hang out, hear some jazz, ate at anchovies, this bar with the best Italian food in that area at least. Got to see some of the history there. They have a Harriet Tubman, a Tubman excuse me, monument in that area. The South End's just really, really cool. i out with a couple friends, watch the Celtics. Uh, it's just crazy to be back in Boston as an adult. When I was a kid, I hated it there. It was such an angry, gritty, dirty city. And now as an adult, it's really nice. And they've done really good, really well developing it, um, putting nice stuff there. It's, I love being there. It's such a great place. And also the seafood. So I went there to do an interview with the Boston Ujima Project for our shared podcast, Yours, Mine, and Ours. I met up with someone by the name of Colin Knight, who was the interview subject um, prior Colgan Johnson, who is my partner, we do a lot of work with the Boston Ujima Project. And also we're working on the Moonlighters Agency. We wanna get more clients. Colgan does all the videography work. We talked prior about what we wanted to do. We thought we'd wanna do a regular interview. And also since Colin, whose company I'll describe, has some outside stuff with it, we were gonna get some outside shots as well. So Colin is from Boston moved to New York for acting, moved back. He has a business called Live Like a Local Tours. So Colin will run tours in the black part of town. Uh, Roxbury, centralized in Roxbury, there's a little bit of JP, but he wants to stretch it out. Now, when you go to Boston and go downtown or anywhere near downtown, all you're gonna see is tour guides. And then you'll get like the quirky tour guides who addresses patriots and minutemen with the wigs. That's a crazy business. You got duck tours, you've got history tours, like, and they're really good too. You'll go everywhere in that part of town. Generally, the tours don't get very residential, so you're not gonna, for the most part, you're not gonna do things like spend a lot of time in areas that may have history that's just not in your face, like Charlestown, for example. The residential parts of Charleston, I say, excuse me, are Southie, Roslindale, Roxbury, Jamaica Plain. These are, and, it, and if you've only been in Boston for a few times, you didn't grow up there, these are probably neighborhoods that you've never heard of before. So, Colin, who was from Roxbury, wanted to take that energy to Roxbury. One, he wanted to tell people the rich history about that part of town, those parts of town, excuse me, black parts of town, but also. Give a shout out to the business owners and help support by stopping along the way at black owned bookstores, um, uh, restaurants, breweries in those areas. So he's drumming up um, attendance, getting eyes on places that may have not seen it before, helping businesses out, helping people learn more about the city. It's really cool. So knowing this. We interviewed Colin at Black Market, who was someone else that we interviewed, Kai Grant, through the Boston Ujima Project. They were nice enough to let us use the space. We talked about Colin, his company. It's a a really good interview. Uh, But we also walked around that that part of town, Nubian Square. We did a walk around. This is our first time doing something like this. We did a walk around, mic'd each other up. Colgan was in front of us, and we're just doing a walk and talk, like those YouTube walk and talks where you see people walk through different parts of the city. That was weird because growing up, we called it Dudley before it was Nubian Square. I, I would go there all the time to catch buses to go to the school, uh, to go to, to schools, excuse me. So when I would go to Timothy middle school, Boston Light Academy, the Shelburne after school, you always had to connect somewhere in Dudley. And I was a kid, when I was a kid, I was really little. So I just did what I had to do. And if I wasn't with friends, I just always kind of felt like I was a target. So it's weird going back to those places as an adult because sometimes I feel like that kid. Because this, this was my neighborhood for so long that I, I'm still in that mindset. So seeing the development and seeing the change, seeing the good and seeing the bad as an adult, it's weird. It was just kind of a surreal experience. While we were walking around, we just did a quick lap from where we were interviewing through Nubian Square. Which is literally just like a block, a couple blocks. So we're walking by Orchard Park where New Edition grew up. Uh, the Goodwill where my grandmother worked and then we randomly down this alleyway just see like 10 people just shooting up, uh, shooting up heroin right by us. And then we see beggars, we see bums, we see winos, we see new development, we see black owned bookstores, frugal bookstore. Um, we see where Nubian Ocean notion used to exist, which is now a check cashing joint. So it was, it was, it was interesting. It was just a lot to take in. I'm seeing my neighborhood change. I'm seeing, I'm just seeing what it looks like. Um, it, it was it was it was interesting, it was different, but it was necessary. Cause I'm I, I still feel connected and that now I just more than ever feel encouraged to wanna do more for the people that I grew up around. So it was good, all in all. So we did the interview. The interview went really well. Now we just have to edit everything, which is for me the worst part or the least enjoyable part. But we got it done. We're going to hook up with Colin again next time I go in town for Boston for my daughter's christening. I'll, I'll connect with them in a couple of weeks, and I'm going to do the tour myself. But when we were doing the interview, the, uh, one of the owners of Black Market was telling us how they're going to have another Black block party. Excuse me. Not black party. Block party. They had one last year, and KRS-One was there as a guest. This year, DJ Premier is going to be there. They saw what we were doing with Colin and wanted to get our thoughts on capturing the event for them for the block party in June. Kolga and I said, yeah, oh, yeah, let's do it. So now we have to put together pricing and an idea for how we're going to do it um, and then just go from there. So more work. Work comes from work. Shout out to Stevie Hopkins. So May and June are looking pretty crazy. Uh, I'm going back for the Ujima project for at least seven more seven more guests i think somewhere like six or seven more interviews we have lined up with the bots and ujima project so thank you to them we have a potential job at black market with a block party Um, i have some events in dc coming up i'm in event mode now so i just scour Eventbrite looking for places to connect i'm going to an event sponsored by black gov tech going to baltimore for a social innovation lab innovators showcase uh sponsored by johns hopkins to meet potential people clients More virtual events for HR professionals coming up. It's going to be busy. We got a new episode coming this week. Um, We interviewed an individual by the name of Jonathan Krim, John Krim. He owns a restaurant called Clarity in Virginia. Shanae and I went there for our anniversary some years back. Um, We met the owner, and he just talked to us about his whiskey club. Gave more information for the whiskey club, and when he emailed, I emailed him, he saw the, my email signature in the Moonlighters Club, and it intrigued him. He reached out because of that and wanted to set up an interview, which we did. He also gave me a bottle of uh, a whiskey. So that's on Wednesday. We're going to talk to him about training to be a chef, traveling the world to be a chef, learning in France, um, having a restaurant fail, working at Booz Allen Hamilton before opening up another restaurant. How do you keep restaurants through the pandemic? What the restaurant industry looks like moving forward. It's a pretty cool interview. Well, they all are. Like I'm going to tell you it's going to be bad because I want you to listen. But it's good. It's really good. So yeah, we got interviews coming up. We have interviews publishing. I have content to release to keep everyone interested. So that's going to be the plan. So yeah, it's feeling good. Feeling some motion going. And we just got to get a little bit more going still looking for more clients so that's the focus all right so that's my Monday it's time to get started and start seeing these milestones out for those of you out there getting ready to hit work well you're probably already at work so I hope you have a good day I hope you have a good week stay at it stay focused stay positive good things are just around the corner all right I'll talk to you all later